Welcome to the Lion's Roar Dharma Center podcast from Dona Darge Temple. This public talk by Lama Yeshe Jinpa about the Lotus Sutra was recorded during a regularly scheduled Monday evening teaching. The Heart Sutra is mainly spoken by uh, Avalokiteshvara, Chenrezig in Tibetan. Chenrezig is sometimes described, uh, translated um, uh, loving eyes, like that. <clears throat> or Avalokiteshvara, the Lord that looks down, regards with empathy, compassion. So uh, I'll talk really briefly about a very uh, important chapter in the Lotus Sutra, skipping a few chapters onto uh, chapter 25. <clears throat> Thank you for bringing your book, Renee. So, <clears throat> uh, Chenrezig is a really um, uh, well-known in all the Mahayana Buddhist countries in uh, China, like, I don't know if pronouncing it correctly, Kuanyin, right? In Japan, Kanan. <clears throat> so just to um, give reading transmission, <laughs> just a few paragraphs, okay? My voice is small today. The title of the chapter is The Universal Gateway of the Bodhisattva Regarder of the Cries of the World. At that time, the Bodhisattva inexhaustible mind got up from his seat, bared his right shoulder, put his palms together facing the Buddha and said, World-honored one, for what reason does the Bodhisattva Regarder of the Cries of the World have the name Regarder of the Cries of the World? The Buddha answered, inexhaustible mind, Bodhisattva, good son, if there were countless hundreds of thousands of billions of living beings experiencing suffering and agony who heard this regarder of the cries of the world, Bodhisattva, and wholeheartedly called his name regarder of the cries of the world, Bodhisattva, would immediately hear their cries and all of them would be freed. If anyone who embraces the name of regarder of the cries of the world, Bodhisattva, falls into a great fire, the fire will not burn that person due to the divine authority and power of that bodhisattva. If anyone carried away by a flood calls his name, that person will immediately reach some shallows. If there are hundreds of thousands of billions of beings who in search of gold, silver, lapis, lazuli, seashell, agate, coral, amber, pearls, and other treasures go out to sea and have their ships blown off course by a fierce wind to the land of the ogre demons, and if among them there is even a single person who calls the name of a garter of the cries of the world, Bodhisattva, all those people will be saved from difficulties caused by the ogres. This is why the Bodhisattva is named Regarder of the cries of the world. <clears throat> and then, uh, it's not a long chapter, and then uh, uh, goes on saying a bunch of other things, and then in verse, too. So, next to the parable of the burning house and the um, profligate prodigal son, uh, uh, this is maybe the most famous chapter, right? So that you know, like, why is, 
why has Chinese, particularly in China and Japan, but also in Tibet, become so absolutely important? Why is Dalai Lama considered uh, emanation of Chen Reisi and, of course, other great lamas, too, like that? Who, who has the Lotus Sutra book at home? Yeah, so you can go. <clears throat> we, of course, uh, do the mantra, um, Bodhisattva's mantra, Omani Pemi Hong, um, before Dalai Lama, and talks, and also, uh, sometimes we do it here, right? Yeah. It has a nice sing, there's a sing-song quality to it, right? Also, there's, there's rapid, Omani Pemi Hong, Omani Pemi Hong, Omani Pemi and then, Omani Pemi Hong, Omani Pemi Hong. Did I get that right? Yeah. Uh, the sing-song quality is very rocking, very rhythmic, is very soothing. So uh, it's important to do whenever we are fri- you know, frightened, whenever we fall into fire, whenever we think about paying our taxes, whenever we think about meeting people that we don't like to meet, whenever we think about, oh, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, I should get on the road, it's dark tonight, then uh, do Chen Reisi's mantra. Yeah. <clears throat> In our tradition, um, Chen Reisi as a being uh, is as real as the rest of us. Yeah. Um, but Chen Reisi as a being uh, doesn't have uh, the same kind of uh, body, but... Um, of course, has a sambhogakaya, it's called enjoyment body. Um, the Buddhas that have uh, the jewels, right, and the wonderful kind of Indian uh, silk um, scarves and bangles and so forth are sambhogakaya, enjoyment body Buddhas. So uh, they don't, uh, Chenrezi doesn't like have to uh, eat. <laughs> Uh, or do the other stuff <laughs> like that. So not regular body like ours, but in our tradition, uh, Chen Rizzi, just like Vajogini or Kalachakra or Padmasambhava, um, Tsongkhapa is considered like real being. Like as real as we are. Do you consider yourself real beings? Maybe, maybe not. But... Uh, <coughs> It might be easier to find Chen Rezi than to find who you actually are, right? <laughs> but I'm serious, like Chen Rezi and the great bodhisattvas and Buddhas, the lineage teachers, are considered as real as we are. But when you say as real as we are, we, we don't mean that they are operating in the same way, because we operate uh, usually with conflict, right? We operate in... Uh, regular human bodies that, you know, have to, you know, clip our fingernails, right? But we're not doing uh, uh, Jungian psychology, okay? We're not doing Jungian psychology. I mean, much as I love Jungian psychology, somehow I always end up reading Jungian stuff, you know, in my spare time, ha. But uh, Jungian psychology would say, these are 
archetypal entities that arise from uh, vast unconscious. Um, they are archetypal forces, um, but they're not just personalized archetypal forces, and they're not um, they're not arising from the unconscious, whatever that is, right? But uh, in our tradition, they're regarded as enlightened beings who have energy and can be effective, uh, but they don't. Uh, they're not effective in the same way that uh, you know our human bodies are. That's hard for like Westerners, right? Because usually we think, well, Buddhism's kind of psychological, and the deities just represent the Buddhas just represent. Um, facets of our own, you know, kind of psychology, right? In a way, they are facets of our own psychology because we, in essence, are Buddhism Bodhisattvas too, right? But they're not facets of our own psychology because of our psychological brain or nervous system. I don't know, maybe everyone, we have, can have a discussion in a minute. But that's why, in our tradition, it actually makes sense to do a sadhana, do a practice, do, do prayers and invoke the energy of Chenrezig or Vajrakini or Gurumshe or anybody, um, because uh, that actual energy is present. It can, does take a form and can appear in a traditional form. Usually, we're just so caught up in our stuff that we, we never see uh, the Buddhas and our and their Sambhogakaya aspect, um, but uh, they can be seen in their Sambhogakaya aspect. It's not just psychology, right? You don't have to believe it, but you know, probably, probably some people, and even in this room, have had experiences. They know this is more than just coming from my own brain. You know, this is this something's bigger than just my own individual uh, body like that. So it does make sense to uh, do the Mani Mantra. It does make sense uh, even when like completely uh, you know, difficult situations, uh, yeah, turn, turn to Chenezi or turn to the, the practice that you're actually doing, right? The best practice is the one you actually do, correct? <laughs> So do something, you know. Not oh, good. So we'll go more into twenty-fifth chapter, but uh, you know we are not regarding uh, Chen Weizi as just an impersonal uh, uh, spirit of of compassion, particularly in twenty-fifth chapter, and also in Heart Sutra. In in our tradition, yes, spirit of compassion, you know, but somebody. They said to us, you're a very compassionate energy, right? We'd say, well, I, I know I have a lot of compassionate energy, but, you know, I, I have a name too, right? <laughs> so <laughs> we'd like to say, well, what about me? Yeah, so uh, Chen Weizi, uh doesn't have the same kind of uh, ego structure we have, right? But then again, you know, like many... Uh, Know, situations that are not the same, like our cats, right? They don't, dogs, right? Do they have the same ego structure? They don't, right? <laughs> so uh, we don't think, well, there are less beings, right? Or pets, or, or horses, 
or our cows or our goats or the birds that come? Do we think they're less beings because they don't have like they're not saying I'm a bird, this is my bird name? No, right. no they're they're still they're still beings. As people are um, becoming interested in taking uh, refuge uh, here, we had to change the date, March 31st, not first week in April, because Geshe is leaving for Mongolia, so March Sunday, March 31st. So as we're getting ready to take refuge, we're, we're not doing uh, an exoteric style of refuge, right? We're doing tantric style. Actually, I don't know anybody else that does it, to tell you the truth. Usually we just say refuge, like, yeah, Buddha Dharma Sangha, Buddha Dharma Sangha, go for refuge, okay, that's it. But we actually do the whole thing. Why do we do the whole thing? Because um, I found out that um, in America, if we don't start out a certain way, uh, we're never going to get to the unexcelled Tantra Yoga, we're never going to get Mahamudra Dzogchen properly. We'll just start off and we'll just kind of stay there. So you might as well start off right from the beginning saying, this is where we're going, folks. We're going towards this kind of realization. We're not just going towards, well, I just want to be a good person or the whole thing. No, you're taking refuge in the Lama Buddha Dharma Sangha and the lineage and uh, you know, three roots and the whole thing. That's important to know, right? <clears throat> because then, f- from the very beginning, you're, you're starting off uh, heading in the correct direction. In Tibet, sometimes people went very slowly. They knew where the goal was, but they just do it little bit by bit, right? Like, like teachers would say, well, okay, just take the first you know, a couple of precepts, and then gradually it get better. But I found in America, if you don't give the full precepts, people say, I, I don't want to do it now, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's take a few questions or comments about what I said about Chenrezig and Samogakaya, Buddhists and Bodhisattvas. Because this is kind of big. It's a total, it's entering a whole different world than kind of psychological um, dharma, so to speak. Does it make sense, Patty? It does. It does, doesn't it? Easy. But there should be a lot of questions. We should be thinking, yeah. Oh, good, Morris, thank you. Does Chen Raisi actually have self-consciousness per se. Well, uh, what do you mean by self-consciousness? I'm Chen Raisi. 
Chen Rizi is not going to say I am Chen Rizi in the same way we usually say I am Chen Rizi, but we'll say Chen Rizi, I am Chen Rizi in the same way that the Buddha said I'm awake. And Chen Rizi is just, just like pure activity on, in a certain way. Well, yes, but the uh, he or she would say I am Chen Rizi in the same way the Buddha would say I am awake. Hmm. A little kind of being kind of little zenny with you today, Morris. Like, okay, so we we have to be careful. Like when we usually say "I," that's that's a I or a self that we haven't really fully understood. We fixated on a certain part. So, uh, Chen Rizi and the Buddha wouldn't be saying "I am," you know, "I am the Buddha." I'm Chen Rizi in that way. There, there, but there's. There's obviously a sense of agency. So if you call Chenrezig or Tara, they're, they're going to show up. It isn't like... Um, well, Sabine and I have two cats. Actually, Jewel knows her name. I said, Jewel, she'll come. The other cat doesn't even know his name. <laughs> you spend thousands of dollars on a cat doesn't even know his name. What, what's with that? Right, you know, this is the cat that goes to the vet. Like, get your name. You know, so, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, it's a different sense of self. But that's what we're after anyway, right? But we we can't say the Buddha doesn't have, the Buddha does have a sense of self. Uh, and, uh, the Chenrezi or Tara or Gurumche or Tsongkhaba do have a sense of self. Yeshitsogal have a sense of self. But uh, it's not the self that is the misunderstood self. Good question, though. <laughs> Maybe that's it, yeah. He's thinking my cat is <laughs> like yeah, he's he's thinking I'm the conqueror of the world. Call me by the right name and I will <laughs> I'll come. Get my name right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hi Elizabeth. Hi. What's an emanation? What is an emanation? Yeah. <coughs> you mean if somebody, like who said, oh, uh, Dalai Lama's emanation of Chen Rizzi, yes. or, exactly, yeah. you know, Duju uh, Rinpoche or Chatra Rinpoche, emanation of uh, Padmasambhava. <coughs> uh, it means that they're... Uh, they're in the same kind of uh, stream as, uh, you know, like uh, we're, uh, you're getting on the American River and you're getting, going in your flotation device or canoe or something. You aren't the stream, but you're, you're in the stream. Are they the symbol? Bokakaya body, then? Is that, is that, uh, are they the same? No, like, you know, just somebody, you know, teachers I met, so like, do you remember? Say, no, you know, human body, right? But can, but considered emanation of, of Padmasambhava. So the, the, the sun sends out light rays, right? Like beams, right? Beams of light. So 
th- that those beams of light would be the emanation people. Yeah. So, like, uh, sometimes the, it, there's, in, you know, American English translations don't always work. You know, someone like regent of, you know, carries the same authority or but kind of like regent, but they're not saying, uh, like, you wouldn't say, you know, like Dujimimshe or Dalai Lama, for example, aren't tulkus of Padmasambhava, mm-hmm. but they're emanations like that. Yeah, well, they're, <laughs> you know, this is like, okay, who knows, okay, but... They're uh, like sunshine then? The sunshine part of... The they're the sunshine. Okay. They're the sunshine. So, that, but each person, and in a sense we are too, each person has their own kind of in individual mind stream. So, did you remember she had Dujim mind stream, Dalai Lama, Dalai Lama mind stream. But, uh, so it isn't like a Chen Rezi mind stream, it's a Dalai Lama mind stream. So, uh, I know it's kind of obscure. This is uh, obscure lore sometimes, but um, the uh, Buddhists, uh, us Buddhists, we we want to. We're trying to distinguish ourselves from like an avatar kind of um, situation. So we're not we're not saying that like like in Vedic style. They say, well, this person's an avatar of that person, you know. So we're saying no, they they're not literally uh, you know that person but emanation energy yeah. so, <laughs> so you can see the Chen Rezik on a subtle level is that where you see what, what do you mean by subtle Okay. Uh, the idea is that actually if we do do a lot of practice, then um, uh, we we can become visionary enough so that you can have uh, you can see the Sambhogakaya Buddhas and Bodhisattvas. Do they ever appear physically? Like, could you meet them on the bus? Non Sacramento, there. <laughs> Maybe San Francisco or Santa Cruz. Um, um, there, there, there are certain times when, in the tradition, where it's actually talked that way. Of course, where um, you know you're, you're, but that would still be, in a sense, some kind of magical. I don't, not magical isn't right, but some some form, like when uh, Maitreya took the form of of the dog, right, you know, with um, a sangha, so so it's, it's I don't want to get too far afield, so it's different it's different than uh, kind of an incarnation kind of um, theology that you find in some forms of Christianity, right? There's a really, uh, I love this kind of arcane stuff, but um, just mentioned that there's a 
interesting book where there's a Catholic priest that did a research uh, in Tibet and India, Sikkim and Nepal, of course, on uh, Jalu, the rainbow body. So he's trying to like kind of a little bit equate um, Jesus' resurrection, the resurrection body with the rainbow body. I don't think from my side didn't, yeah, that's rainbow body, but I, I don't think it totally worked. You know, you can't always say, well, this is this is that, you know, because a little different system. But we we generally don't say someone's like a uh, an avatar like that. But you could meet. You let me know if you meet in the bus. Yeah, that's good. We'll talk about it later. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, see? See? Yeah. (laughs) So you said if you do a lot of practice, so I'm thinking in terms of visualizations, if one's visualizations become really, really vivid, to what extent is that um, somehow or another equated with the energy that personally you can emanate of the of a, let's say of Tara uh, well this is a little technical but this is why you come here right you know normally you wouldn't have these discussions we'd just be talking about like be a good person and go home so in in a sadhana of course we're, we're doing a generation stage that's you know we, and you'd bring forth the samaya sattva right uh, so that can just be in a sense the visualization we're kind of forming from our side and then of course you invite the jhana sattva in in a sadhana so uh it's at that point where the, there's some kind of transformation that could take place. Yeah. Um, but it, it it also takes pure view, of course. It's not a like a mechanical kind of uh, uh, shamanistic kind of thing. There, was a inter- there is an interesting guy. I don't think he's doing Buddhist studies anymore. Stephen Beyer, who wrote a book, Cult of Tara, where he, he was getting into this shamanic... Uh, a style of doing practice where you kind of evoke the deities and they they have to uh, they have to obey what you do because you've done the ritual that's kind of a Kriya Yoga approach right like you know you do everything properly so it has to work Um, I wish that was true but because it it doesn't always work that way but because usually visualizations um, how about it, and until we really do a lot of practices, it was a little clinging, right? So, but but definitely uh, in our practice, we recognize that that um, uh, the incredible things can appear. But you want to always join it with wisdom, mind, right? So if you get <laughs> so if tar or Gurumshe shows up and you know, okay, Lamala Gurumshe shut up and 
Um, uh, then I said, well, what what realizations did you gain? And you just said, I, I don't know. It was just kind of weird. Could be accurate, but we want we want the practice is meant to be transformative, right? Like, what kind of when you say realizations, what kind of wisdom that is useful going forward, right? Going forward, like, um, you know, just to tell people a little bit, like, you say, okay, la la la. So Tara shows up. Um, when when I hear about fantastic experiences, I'm always happy to, but. Um, you know, somebody says, I had a realization, I go, what? And they said, you know, I, I'm just going to try to be kinder. Then that would be a realization, right? It's a good realization, isn't it? I mean, you know, like, and you, I generally don't want to hear, like, now I can fly. That's not why I'm here. <laughs> you know, I, I Garuda came. I did the Garuda, I did the Black Garuda practice, and now I can fly. You know, I don't want to hear that one. I want to hear about how you're better dealing with your fear or illness or something with more equanimity, right? Those that would be a realization, right? Yep, that's good. Hi, Renee. So, uh, my question, I guess, is kind of straightforward and maybe a little. Um, yeah, just just straightforward. But uh, where would we find Chen Zig or what we call a Chen Zig or the Chen Zig? Um, where would we find? You know, like from what level would you find? I mean, what when you say where would we find? With what mind are you looking? It's just a basic, a uh, basic sort of mind. Just like sort of with, with the pure eyes we have. Yeah, so you, you just to be kind of, I'm just in this kind of technical mood today. So you're going to find what you're going to find dependent upon what mind you're starting with, correct? Mm -hmm. So if we have just normal vijnana, normal subject-object mind, you'll say, well, I, you know, I found, you know, this place and this place and that like that. But if you're looking for like, uh, you know, fundamental ground mind, then uh, then you'd find it there, right? So you're going to find it uh, with you're going to find it where you where you start with with what mind you start with. It's interesting. It sounds kind of these kind of questions are kind of like sometimes it sounds kind of too cute and zany, but it's really true. It's just like if you start out with. Uh, you know, a pure vision, right? Then that's where you're going to find Chenwezi. The fact is, we usually start out kind of mixed, right? We have kind of a mixed, we're kind of actually fluttering back and forth between different levels of awareness all the time. So that's that's why, you know, it kind of, we have a little glimpse and then goes on to something else. Someday you might thought, I'm finding Chenrezig in my heart, and then another place you might find it, no, finding Chenrezig at Safeway, you know. <laughs> you might, I mean, you might. There are a lot of stories. Yeah. I really think it is in Sacramento. I'm, you know, me, I'm, you know, of course, in Sacramento. Right. 
I did answer it. Okay. Yeah, you can do it in, I mean, if we couldn't do it in Sacramento, I wouldn't be here, right? I mean, you wouldn't be here, of course, so we say none, you know. What I liked about Sacramento is uh, we're kind of, actually, we're fairly humble, you know, it's nice. The teachers love coming here, actually, the incredible teachers we've had in Sacramento, even the teachers you, you've never met, you know, that that I've brought in the past. They love Sacramento because people ask good questions. They're not coming out from like, I'm going to show you I'm real smart. You know, it's just very good practice. So we'll, if we keep that interested humility and compassion, we'll always have the swans coming. Yep. La la. Hi. Yep. When we read the, the Heart Sutra, Alakshara is there, and also Shariputra is there, and they seem to be there from two different realms. So, where are they at, really? Uh, well, once again, it's going to depend upon, uh, you know, what um, what mind we start out with, right? Like that. Um, so, in reading Heart Sutra, we have to be it can be read from different levels. Um, it, it isn't that Shabbat uh, 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 is an idiot. Avagadeshwar <laughs> 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 is saying, no, 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 you, you know, it's just, it, it, it is the way um, uh, debate and um, Dharma dialogue in India progressed, right? So some of the American we think Shabbat is an idiot because he's doing uh, Hinayana practice and Avalokiteshvara is doing Mahayana practice. That's not it. So everyone in the, the Prajnaparamita mandala is awake, right? They're just kind of doing their um, kind of Dharma salon, you know. They're just, you know, just chatting. That's why, you know, I say that folks here, like, it's all about hanging out. When you say hanging out, it isn't just kind of samsara hanging out, like Jariputra and the Buddha and uh, Avalokiteshvara and all the other beings who are just hanging out. They're just talking. Sharing, no, just kind of you know, you know, tossing the the ball back and forth, taking different positions. This is the, this is the way that Tibetans organize their thinking. Like they're just they're 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 taking different positions. Like when you see Dalai Lama, who's very traditional, say, well, from this point of view, if you look at it from Chittimatra point of view, it's like this. If you look at it from this point of view, it's like this. You know, like he has a very famous article in um, uh, a classic book now, maybe forty years old, Kindness, Clarity, and Insight, where he he's very interested in. Um, talking about the comparison between the um, Dzogchen and the highest yoga tantra styles of, of practice. And that's um, uh, you know, something that the, the most famous yogis were very interested in, Padmasambhava, Milarepa, Tsongkhapa, Fifth Dalai Lama, Present Dalai Lama. You know, like from one point of view, they're talking clear light. From another point of view, they're talking... Uh, 
you know, pure view or primordial purity, right? You have to look at the language system. Oh, now you have a question, but it's too late. No, no, it's okay. It's okay. I'll make it quick though. Um, is pure view uh, the vipassana in this case? The, the vipassana? Vipassana? Is that the vipassana, yeah. Uh, uh, no, you know, like, more like just Dzogchen style. Yeah, Vipassana, like, an uh, uh, archery means superior seeing, right? La Tong, like that. Well, that's pure view too, right? So, yeah. I don't know. Now, now we're talking words, but, yeah. But we, you have to develop the right mind to see the right phenomena. That's important for tonight. Mm. That has deep Im- implications. So you, you have to, to see a certain, to see certain beings in certain ways, to see certain realities. Uh, it's us that must develop ourselves to see it. Yeah. Yeah, you can do it. Uh, I, I've been working on a um, mm, for the website, uh, of course, ethics and grievance committee kind of thing. But I wanted to start out uh, at a little. Bit. We have some on the website already, but I thought it'd be good for us to describe kind of the tone of uh, the mandala here. So people get, you know, it's the tone, not just rules. You know, rules Rules are generally looked at after things are broken. <laughs> so tone, here's, here's what I'm working on. So, uh, but I can't take any more uh, questions tonight because I, I need to go home and Dirk can lead the meditation. But So here's some words. Um, uh, Lionsor is a genuine practice environment that is challenging, energetic, and alive uh, while, while supportive, safe, and structured. We are both formal and serious, relaxed and playful. The tone is friendly and disciplined. The energy is graceful and urgent, understanding the time is now. Maybe it should be tough, disciplined, shouldn't it? Tone is friendly and tough discipline. Is discipline enough? Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we know how to get tough on, who to get tough on, gang. It's like, um, so uh, we use the vision, the Kala Chakra Tantra, the harmonizing ourselves with the rhythm of inner and outer inner and outer worlds where uh, the the capital city, so to speak, is Kalapa. Kalapa means time and Pa means place. So the practice, um, when we're talking about uh, the practice here, it's being uh, on time uh, in the right place, the right place at the right time. Do you feel like you're in the right place in the right time? So that's important, particularly like in Mahamudra Dzogchen practice, uh, 
it looks like it's all just no time. You know what I mean? You read some of the things look timeless, but it's actually the right place and the right time. Like that. Yeah, the right teacher too. <laughs> yeah, the right, the right, <laughs> the right when time comes together. So we'll um, we'll talk more about this on Sunday. Like, but does right now you know check it out? Do I feel like I'm in the right place at the right time? So, if you feel like you you want to be somewhere else, we're not we're not quite serving your needs, right? Yeah, 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 right, right, right. We're among poets, that's the important thing. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So rhythm is very important in our tradition. And I'm going to... uh, hopefully say goodbye gracefully and see um, people uh, when Sunday. I'm here this Sunday, right? Okay. Yeah, good. The refuge practice is important. I want people that are interested, of course, to be in contact with me. and um, I just want to get to know people. You know, the, the people that will be eligible for refuge or people not just writing a, saying I'll do the precepts and I'll do everything but I, I want to get to know the people that's important you want to get to know me too right you don't want to take refuge from a teacher you really don't know you know what I'm saying that makes sense like you know okay this is this is where you know this is what he does right you should know details too like Okay, Lama used to be a monk, now not a monk. Lama has a wife. Don't forget her name. She doesn't like that. So <laughs> you should know the details about you should know the details about the teacher, right? So I you won't know unless you ask me, right? And I won't know you unless like that. So that's why it's the right place, the right time. It's not abstract. That's why, you know, some people want to take, I don't know them, I've never met with them in Darshan, or they don't hang out afterwards, or, you know, like that. So you want to hang out and get to know. Question? No? Okay. Yeah, so any questions allowed, not tonight, but like that. Should get to know. What do you think, Patty? Yeah. So sometimes in the text, of course, they say, you know, looking for the teacher. Have they done all the, you know, they have they done all the practices, retreats, the fire pujas, the amending mantra? You know, have done all the blah blahs, right? Of course that. But then, you know, you really don't know somebody until you kind of just hang out and then ask them. Uh, ask some probing questions too, right? My mother was good at that, you know. <laughs> she would go, like, favorite questions were, if if Trump Prohim, she asked you to murder someone, would you do it? That was 
1971. Um, <laughs> asked a couple of my teachers at different times, like, uh, how do you know you're doing any good? That's a good question, right? Another question is like, she asked <laughs> one of my teachers, because I'd always bring the teachers by, you know, like, hey, do you want to have lunch with my mom? You know, it's crazy. So she's like, how do I know you're enlightened? These are good questions, right? Yeah, so, so can you take a short break and do like a short meditation now? All right, thank you, everybody. This has been a Lion's Roar Dharma Center recording. For more information, visit lionsroardharmacenter.org.